The Timeless Podcast Company present this podcast. In immersive sound design. This is Big Daddy Kane, and I want to welcome you all to the Did I Ever Tell You the One About podcast, because season one is all about me. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. During my high school years, before I even getting with Bismarck Key, I was in two different crews. One crew was called the Debonair Three, which features myself, A.B. Money, and Understanding. A.B. Money. We had a joint called The Coolest, The Baddest, It Ain't No Thing. We can rhyme, do a dance, and even sing. It's the crew down below, it ain't no fuss. Plus me and all my team make three of us. We you know we had our routines trying to uh, imitate the Cold Crush. And we had a unique style because um, I had cornrows, understanding had curls, and A.B. had a Caesar. We even had like a routine about that, talking about our hairstyles. Kane's friend, Steve. These three guys were lyrical, but they also was harmonizing. You know what I'm saying? They did a lot of harmony. So I think them and Kane kind of fell in real good together because, you know, they all had this suave, uh, debonair image. You know, they dressed real nice. You know, um, they used to perform right there in LG. It was a great time. And eventually, those uh, members, they ended up forming their own unit. Where um, when I just went and did my thing, um, Easy Moby ended up getting down. And um, a brother named JR ended up replacing Understanding, but Understanding still stayed tight with the unit. And they became riff, rapping is fundamental. And, you know, we've always been friends ever since. As they started, you know, beginning their career, Easy Moby first came and produced several songs on my second album. It's a Big Daddy thing. From the money that he was paid um, for those sessions, he went and bought his own SP and Kai 900, didn't have to rent them no more, and he was on his way then. You know, so they did their thing, but in the beginning, it was actually me, A.B., and understanding as the debonair three. Then after I left from there, I joined Mr. C's group called the Magnum Force. Juice Crew All-Star and Big Daddy Kane's DJ, Mr. C. I first met Kane in high school. I uh, actually battled a friend of Kane's. I was DJing for a crew in my neighborhood in Lafayette Garden Projects in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. I was DJing for a crew called the Magnum Force Crew. And I use my crew's rhymes to battle this dude in the lunchroom 
and I took them out in the battle. And you know, back in that era, you would battle and you would bang on the tables and you'd do your rap. And I beat him using my cruise rhymes. When I beat him, he was like, I'm going to get my man MC Kane on you. So I'm like, who the hell is MC Kane or whatever, whatever. So I don't know, maybe a couple of days later, a week later, the guy MC Kane came up to me and was like, yo, I heard you wanted to battle me. And I was like, nah, I don't want to battle, man. I just was, you know, messing around, you know what I mean? I didn't reveal that I was using my cruise rhyme. I think I said to Kane, I don't want to battle. I would never forget this. Kane had on a, it was like a white leather jacket. Kane had one of those on. And when I told Kane, I don't want to battle, Kane went in the inside pocket of this leather jacket and pulled out an ELI microphone. We in school. We are in school after lunch period. He goes in his inside pocket pulls out the ELI mic and was like, yeah, yeah, you want to battle whatever? And I looked at him like he was crazy. I was like, bro, you, you, I don't want no problems. Walked away from him. That was that. Maybe a couple of days later or a week later, I go back in the lunchroom and there was a big crowd. I go over there to where that crowd is at and here's MC Kane. Now he's physically rapping in front of this big crowd and I was hooked. So after the lunch period, I said to him, yo, I got my crew, they're called the Magnum Force. I want you to, you know, come around my way, see how I DJ, maybe you want to get down with my crew. He's like, you know, I go solo, man. I don't really roll with nobody, I'm solo, you know. So I'm like, yo, just come around my way, hear how I play, maybe I can make you change your mind. He comes around my projects, LG, in bed Brooklyn. He heard how I DJ, and he was hooked. Then he heard the guys in my crew in the Magna Force, and slowly but surely, Kane and some of the other members of the Magna Force, they became friends. These were um, Veli Vell, Melo D, Shepsky, Monk Roy, and Shaq. And then you had another DJ that was a part of the Magna Force crew that was named DJ AJ Fresh. If you ever remember the song Set It Off, Kane shouts out AJ Fresh. And may I send this out to the one known as AJ Fresh. Peace, my brother. And actually, Kane was acknowledging him because he had passed away. But I mean, it was the type of thing where we started off as something, but it, it kind of fizzled from the beginning. As I was entering the group, other members, you know, had other plans. I think Vel went off to the service and um, Monka Roy and Shaq went on to do their things. And um, if I'm correct, I believe Melo D was in a, a serious car accident, you know, um, so he was messed up for a little while. So it ended up being just me and Mr. C sticking together and staying a unit. And me and Kane just stuck with it. Uh, we was actually doing a lot of talent shows together around the Bed-Stuy neighborhood. We were doing a lot of talent shows as DJ Mr. C and Big Daddy Kane. And we did a lot of shows with a promoter named Eric D, who also was from my projects in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. So he mixed in the talent that was big at the time and then the local talent and me and Kane was performing for these Eric D shows all the way up until like 86. And um, AB, AB Money, who we mentioned earlier, that was part of the Debonair 3, he was actually one of me and Kane's dancers. AB and Un, they was our dancers before Scoop and Scrap. We all were connected. You know, these cats was from LG and I was from Lewis Avenue. I was, I lived more closer to Roosevelt Projects. And we all had people that, you know, was popping during that time or eventually ended up doing their own thing, you know, from both of our backyards, you know, in LG. 
as I said, you know, Easy Moby had found his success. And then you also had Witch Doctor, who was like kind of like pretty much the, um, the teacher for both of those guys, Easy Mo and Mr. C, you know, and he ended up, you know, being a successful producer. And um, Mr. C. What's going on, everybody? It's the finisher, Mr. C. So that's the finisher. <laughs> you know, so many years at Hot 97, um, rocking at Club Speed, you know, he did his thing. And then from out of Roosevelt Projects, we had DJs like Vandy C, the original Master D, Vaughn K. And these were like Brooklyn legends where when they come out to play, you go to see them. You go to see them, you know, and that was, you know, our um, introduction to hip hop. Juice Crew DJ and producer DJ Cool V. I met everybody in the project because I, when I used to come out there with Kane, I met, you know, Easy Mo B, AB and all of them. I met Rappers Fundamentals. I met everybody, Shim Sean, Mr. C, everybody that was in LG, like that was somebody, I met him, you know, and Kane used to tell me about how, you know, he started and we went to Shim Sean's house to do that something funky record. I battled so many people. And my cousin that I used to write rhymes for, Nikki B, she was dating this dude from Long Island named Wayne. And he used to always tell me about this guy named Bismarcky D. Oh, Bismarcky D this, Bismarcky D that. And one day he came and said, yo, Bismarcky D in Alvy Square Mall, he was just beatboxing, doing that record numbers, man. Yo, dude is incredible. I'm like, he's in the mall right now? He's like, yeah. I was like, yo, take me to meet him. So as we was approaching Biz, I told Wayne, all right, look, I'm going to battle your man. And after I battle him, I don't want to hear nothing else about this Bismarcky D dude. From now on, you go tell this motherfucker about MC Kane, all right? I asked Biz for a battle. We battled. We started battling. Security kicked us out. And then we ended up right there on that little island in front of the Alvy Square Mall. That's where we finished the battle. A.B. Money. I knew Kane was going to get Biz because he had girl rhymes. He had battle rhymes. He had politic rhymes. I mean, he had all these different styles. So when Biz came out with a style, Kane did his style. And when Biz did the girl, people like me and Un, we know what's going to happen if you start talking about girls. Because Kane had like, yo, a million rhymes about girls. So he just went into the girl rounds with Biz and, and Biz's face looked like, yo, I can't do nothing with this dude. I can't do nothing with him. I got to put him on. DJ Cool V. Yeah, I remember that battle. I wasn't there, but Biz told me his version, right? So <laughs> then I see Kane and he tells me his version. Now, the question is, who do you believe? Biz's version is, I got him because I was funnier. <laughs> Kane's version is Man I tore Biz ass up <laughs> I heard Biz talk about the battle too I heard Biz say that You know Kane didn't get him And stuff like that And I understand Because Biz is dope And all that But at that time Man Kane was fire Remember I had Kane battling everybody I had Kane rapping against Cash So that battle I knew Kane that was going to get Biz And he got Biz on that battle You know what I mean After we battled biz with that funny laugh <laughs> yo you dope he told me yo you should get down with me he said i'd be doing shows for mike and dave and like in the bronx harlem long island a lot of places we do a lot of shows you should get down with me i promise you that if you rock with me i will get you a record deal and we're gonna be famous one day those are the words he said to me and that brother he kept his word 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's a great story, man, you know, but it's the beginning of something special and it's actually the beginning of all of us uniting like uh, Voltron, you know what I'm saying? Me, Swan, Kane, and Biz was unstoppable after we all got together. It was a beautiful time before the records. Eventually, like we were doing shows everywhere, you know, on me, Biz, TJ Swan, and Cool V. And eventually, Biz had got an opportunity to do a deal with Full Force. And he came to me about a song called Make the Music. And when he told me the concept, I was like, whoa, 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 time. I'm like, don't you mean that I'm supposed to write the rhymes about you making the music and I say them? And then when the break come, you make the music with your mouth then? And Biz was like, okay, Kane, go ahead. I ain't see his ass no more. <laughs> I ain't see Biz no more, for real. You know? And um, I don't know, I guess the full force thing fell through, but shortly after that, I heard him and MC Shan um, on Live on BLS. And they was doing our old routine. Um, the, a one, two, a one, two, boom. The routine that we was doing on stage, he was doing it with Shan. And he was rocking with the Juice Crew. But he was on. And he eventually did his own make the music, you know, with them. And then he came back and got me and told me, yo, I got an idea about a song where I want to use the slogan from the Wiz and say nobody beats the biz. And I want the flow to be like, you know how biz talk, you know, I want the flow to be like a zuka 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 zaka zuka zian, a tekka 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 vian, you know, and I'm like, you know, yeah, and this time I wasn't going to make the same mistake I made before, and I was like, got you, I'm on it right away, you know, and I mean, you know, I learned so much from that dude, you know, because I mean, um, his hunger for getting on, you know, it taught me a lot. And then his diversity of how to mix it up. Cause I mean, all you really had back then, all you had to do was piss Biz off, like try to belittle him. And he will go all out on stage to win a crowd over. He will go above and beyond. So I learned so much from that brother, man. And there would be no Big Daddy Kane today if Biz didn't believe in me the way he did. And most importantly, keep his word for real. For those that don't know, Albi Square Mall, like that was not just a mall shopping center. It was also the after school hangout spot where like if you Google or look on YouTube and check out my song, Set It Off, <laughs> and listen to all the shout outs I do at the end. Okay, those is all the stick up kids that had Brooklyn locked down and that's where they all hung out, you know? Yeah. Now I just wanna say what's up to my man Botch Can't forget D This goes out to Horse, Dog, Pig, Miami, Slop And of course my man Big Shot AD Money, Neil To my man KK, Von Gita, D Smooth, Out West Can't forget Jam, Footloose and Low K To my man Mont, Steve, G, Mark, Howard, Logie, Chili, 
everybody else, you know, hung out now we Square Mall. Plus, it was where everybody, you know, went to go get their jewelry, go get their four-finger rings, go get their Cuban links and all that stuff, you know, downstairs with Ali. I mean, so and, um, it was a mall, but it was also the hangout spot. Chris Rock and I discussed the Albi Square Mall. I used to see Kay, like, at the Albi Square Mall. Bismarck would be there. That was like Beverly Hills of Brooklyn. <laughs> yes. Matter of fact, as far as the Albi Square Mall goes, in our early days, um, other than Dapper Dan, that's where a lot of the fashion that you saw me scooping scrap wearing came from, a store in there called Gibbs. Coming inside the Albi Square Mall, I mean, yeah, it was a beautiful shopping place and you would see a lot of, you know, beautiful young ladies walking around. You come in there, if you come in to make a purchase, then you need to come correct, you know, and know how to watch your surroundings. Because, I mean, yeah, you can be relieved of that purchase, you know, quicker than it took you to buy it. Like, you know, you could have been standing in line for a good 20 minutes to make a purchase and, you know, end up giving it up in 20 seconds. You know, it, it was that simple, you know, especially if you're buying some sneakers or the floor shop in the back when you you in there getting some Playboys. Yeah. You know, just that quick, you know, or Vulpin Gibbs getting some ballys. Yeah, yeah, just that quick. You know, it don't take but like 10 seconds for you to be relieved of your merchandise, you know. When Biz brought me in with the Juice Crew, he basically explained to me, yo, I'm just telling them that you my homeboy. Don't tell them that you rap. Don't tell them that we got our own crew together. Just hold on. Trust me on this. And I'm like, you know, okay. And I was fortunate enough to be there to see um, him and Roxanne record Death Fresh Crew. I came to Marley House by myself one time. This was when he was about to record Nobody Beats the Biz. Um, he wanted me to roll with him because he spent the night at my grandmother's crib so that he can go to this record store to get the Lafayette African Center drums. And after we got those, I was going to school. And he was like, nah, I'm going to run into the city. He was going to downstairs to get the Steve Miller Band uh, sample. I was like, yeah, I got tests, man. I can't mess with you. He was like, well, meet me at Molly House. Cliff Love. You know, Kane's a smart kid. He was in the IGC classes. I was downstairs with the Sweat Hogs. So Lee Rivers... Norman G and Drip, they was in the IGC classes upstairs. So Kane is a super smart cat. His literature game and the things that he was studying, he would look at it differently from other MCs. He was really key and really strong about his education. Kane's friend, Steve. Kane was always good with the English language. He went to a gifted junior high school. You know what I'm saying? He was an excellent writer. You know, and he was very persistent. You know, Kane is the type that never gives up. So, you know, I'm not surprised that, you know, he reached the levels that he reached, uh, you know, in hip hop. So I went to school a half a day, did the test I had to take. And at lunchtime, I jumped on the train and went to Marley crib. But Biz never showed up. And I was there at Marley door saying, you know, I'm here to meet Biz. And he like, Biz ain't here. I'm like, well, he's supposed to have a session today. He was like, Biz ain't here. I'm like, yo, I, um... He should probably be here shortly. I just took the train all the way from Brooklyn. And he's like, yo, Biz ain't here. I don't know to tell you, money. All right, no doubt. So I just handed him the papers. I'm like, well, yo, this is the rhymes he's supposed to say today. Just give them to him whenever he get here. And he was like, yo, you, you writing stuff for Biz? It's like, I wrote that. And he was like, yo, how it go? 
So, you know, I took it and read Nobody Beats the Biz joint. And then he was like, yo, you rhyme yourself? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yo, let me hear something. And I kicked the verse for Marley. And then Marley was like, yo, come on in, man. You want to work on something? And then he called me inside. And we ended up being cool. But still in all, the rest of them didn't know yet. So I guess at that point, uh, I'm assuming, I guess Biz felt like it's safe to make the introduction. So Biz had a show at Union Square. And when he had the show at Union Square, he had, um, I think, I believe he called Shan out, whatever, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then Biz said, I want y'all to meet the newest member of my crew, Big Daddy Kane. He called me out. And, um, you know, Fly Ty and MC Shan, you know, they were pissed off. They, <laughs> they wasn't too happy about that. But we rocked. We rocked. And the crowd was ecstatic, and it was amazing. And um, um, I guess, you know, Ty explained to him, yo, you can't just be putting people down. We don't even know who he is, yada, yada. He stood his ground. Kane gonna be down with my crew. I don't care what you say. And that's when he was able to really introduce the world to Big Daddy Kane. So from that point, all his shows, I was going and I would rock in the middle of his set and, um, you know, do some rhymes. So people starting to, you know, get familiar with my face and hear me. The Did I Ever Tell You The One About podcast, Did I Ever Tell You The One About Big Daddy Kane, is a timeless podcast production, executive produced by Chantel Barron and MC Search for 4MC Multimedia and the Timeless Podcast Company, co-executive produced by Eric DJ Eclipse Win for Pay to Win Management, co-produced by Antonio Hardy and Saquon Johnson. Story contributors were AB Money, Chris Rock, Cliff Love, Disco Richie, courtesy of Divine Sounds, DJ Mr. C, Drip, Grandmaster Kaz, Lionel the Vid Kid Martin, Little Daddy Shane, Master Ace, Ralph McDaniels, Steve Brown, Vaughn Lee, professionally known as Cutmaster Cool V, appears courtesy of BP Entertainment, Hip Hop Hands Foundation, and DJCoolV.com. Lead sound designer, Brett Epic Mazer, Associate Sound Design, Patrick Garcia. Timeless podcast immersive sound design voiceover by Tembisa Mashaka and additional voiceover by special guest Kim Osario.